Welcome back to our FaithBridge Women's Podcast. This is episode five of our sixth podcast series, Stronger Together. And we're so glad that you're tuning in today, wherever you are. The last few episodes, we've taken a deeper look into topics like serving, getting involved in a small group, and being a part of the local church. And today we're going to be taking a deeper look into discipleship. I actually have two lovely guests with me today, Laurie Nelson and Jennifer Trednick. And so Laurie and Jennifer, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves? So I am Laurie Nelson, and I am um, married. I got married for the first time when I was 50. Awesome. Only time. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I married my best friend. He had three grown children, and they're amazing, and I love them. And I have two daughter-in-laws and one one-year-old granddaughter who I adore. She's so cute. She's so cute. So cute. Awesome. I'm Jennifer, and my husband and I have lived in the Houston area for... Over six years, we have an eight-month-old daughter named Eliana, so and we have been attending Faith Bridge for about, I don't know, four-ish years or something, and married in 2011, and yeah, I think that covers it. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you ladies are with me today. I'm excited about our conversation. Well, ladies who are listening, if you've been around FaithBridge, you've heard our mission statement. FaithBridge exists to make more and stronger disciples of Jesus Christ who make more and stronger disciples of Jesus Christ. A key word in that mission statement is disciples. If we're followers of Jesus, we are his disciples. We see in the New Testament how Jesus' life modeled for us discipleship. Discipleship is an intentional relationship where all involved pursue gospel-centered life transformation and a lifestyle of making more and stronger disciples of Jesus Christ who make more and stronger disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus had 12 disciples who lived with him and three specifically that he led in even closer to see his life. In a similar way, when we trust Christ and actively live out our faith, we grow by being discipled, or as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11.1, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So we're discipled by following others, doing as they do as they follow Christ. And as we grow, we start to lead others who are where we once were at the start of our faith. So Laurie and Jennifer, you both have been a part of discipleship here at FaithBridge, and I'm excited to hear about your personal experiences. So Jennifer, why don't you start us off? What has discipleship looked like for you? How have you been involved with it at FaithBridge and outside of FaithBridge? Well, I've been, I accepted Christ as a child, and I can't really remember a time where I felt like he wasn't really present, but um, I think that I came to a real hard struggle when I had moved to Houston and I was about three years into my marriage and that was one of the first times where God kind of introduced an opportunity for me to meet somebody to be mentored by. Yeah. Um, I plugged into a local Bible study where I was the only woman who was 20 to 25 years younger than almost all the other sweet women in this yeah. Bible study. There were about 20, 30 women that just loved on me with life experience awesome. and and prayer. And I was just going through so many things. Um, and then God specifically, my small group leader in that Bible study um, is still one of my dearest mentors, closest friends up to this point and challenged me in some really amazing ways. And there's scripture that talks about iron sharpening iron. Yeah. And, you know, if you've never gotten into a real deep relationship like that, it's you're just you're you're just missing out on a richness and a depth that God puts in the body of Christ for us. You yeah. know, just coming to church on Sundays is so surface level. I mean, that's great, 
but there's so much more. It just can be so much richer. So, um, I did several Bible studies starting in my early twenties, you know, uh, started getting into some relationships here when I came to Houston. And then when I came to faith bridge, I heard about the discipleship opportunities for smaller groups. And I entered my first, um, you know, three group of three and still I'm real close with both of those women that, that I was in that study with, and now I'm just about ready to hop into another study with two other women. Yeah. And, and it's just really neat to um, open your heart to be vulnerable to the open or to the surgeon. God is just to me, it's like he does open heart surgery to you if you're mm-hmm. willing to expose the raw you know, struggles that you have. And it takes a lot of courage to do it. And it's really painful. But man, when he sews you back up, it's, it it puts you together more beautifully than you could ever imagine. But it does require vulnerability. It requires an invitation to see that surgical procedure to be done. Yeah, absolutely. I love too that you point out, I mean, just the courage it takes, I think, for us to be open to meeting new people because that can be scary. Like you saying you walked into that Bible study where you're one of the youngest ones, but how much that benefited your faith by being around those women who had experience, were spiritually strong and able to pour into your life. And we can't get that unless we take that step of courage to get to know people and, and be around people and open up, which it is. Like you said, open heart, heart surgery. That's such a great metaphor for it is that it's a painful process, but it's a healing process. And it is so good for us and so good for our faith to be in that place where we can receive that pain, which is intended for good, not pain intended for our harm, but that actually draws us closer to Christ. What about for you, Laurie? What does discipleship look like for you? So um, I too came to faith at a really young age. I was 14, but I didn't have anyone really around me to, you know, teach me anything. I did go to church every chance I could. Um, And so I did learn a lot. Thankfully, the Lord put some pretty strategic influences in my life that put me on the path to um, read my Bible. Like I didn't, I knew that I needed Jesus for salvation. And then I thought that was kind of it. Yeah. But I met up with this girl and she was, um, she was beautiful, but she was really beautiful on the inside. Like mm. she was radiant. Yeah. And so um, she had invited several of us like college age girls over to her house to do Bible study. And I asked her one night, I stayed late and I said, what is it about you? Like you're different. Yeah. And she looked at me and said, um, well, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I just remember looking at her like, oh, great. She's crazy. <laughs> I was like, you, you mean like you talked to him? And then she looked at me like I was crazy and goes, yeah, that's called prayer. And I just went, oh. And so the lights kind of started going on for me, you know. But it was that night that she told me about prayer, that it was a relationship, and that, um, and to start reading my Bible. And um, I had always, like even when I very first trusted in Christ for salvation, I was drawn to the Bible, but I couldn't understand it. And she's the one that Mm -hmm. opened up to me like, well, you, there are easier versions. And so go get one that's the good news version and start yeah. there. And so I did that. And then I just kind of, um, I, it did become more of a relationship for me. 
um, she kind of passed through my life and that was it. And then I just kind of, you know, bumped along. And I think I always had questions, but I never knew who to go to with them. And I knew that there was a bigger picture, but I didn't know what that was and I didn't know how to fill it out. And so I think that I am so committed to discipleship and I am so passionate about discipleship because my own walk, um, I believe, suffered because of it. And I think my faith just looked more like a roller coaster ride. It just had ups and downs because I didn't have a foundation. And um, years later, I was um, working in youth ministry. Um, I mean, the Lord was just sweet all along to just keep growing me. But um, it was there that I was asked to disciple some ninth grade girls. And I was scared to death because I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) Ninth graders are scary. (laughs) And... um, so, gosh, um, let me think about this. This is like, I'm going to say like 25 years ago was my first discipleship yeah. group. And I'm still friends with those girls today. So I, but it was the first time I really saw like a systematic approach to teaching people the, um, the basics, the foundation of the faith and, mm-hmm. and all of those things that you wonder about, like, why are we doing baptism? And why does the church ask for money? And, yeah. you know, what, how does salvation should happen? What's the role of the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. So, um, but being able to give them an approach to that um, was really cool. And I have been all about discipleship ever since. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of. How I got into it. Yeah, well, I love what you shared, Laurie, and thank you again for sharing, just both of you guys sharing where your experience is, because I think I, I resonate in different ways with both of you, because there was a time in my life growing up, I grew up in the church and came to faith very early as well, but it was not until my college years that I really started to understand that discipleship was even a thing, like yeah. to have a relationship with somebody that I could ask those hard questions yeah. to. I mean, okay. I knew faith in Christ and knew to read my Bible and to pray, but there was never this intentional relationship with community. And so I'm sure that a lot of us and a lot of you listening can probably relate to that of, you know, I don't have anybody or I never saw that that was something I could do. I didn't know I could ask for it. And so just having the courage and even for you on that one night with that woman saying, what's different about you? Like that Mm -hmm. takes some courage too, but I think it's in those moments of courage we see and we're impacted. And obviously your faith went in a a different direction knowing that from her. And so being able to reach out to those people and just get, you know, glean their wisdom. I know that when I, um, a while ago when I worked at Pine Cove in my mid-20s, there were no women who were older than probably 30 around us in our community. And I remember being so hungry. I'm like, I know there's something that I'm missing. I need somebody that had some wisdom and experience that can speak into these things. And so right. I know all of us probably feel that hunger at different seasons of like, who's somebody that I could look up to and model my life after. And just like you saw in that woman, you're like, I see something different in you and Mm -hmm. I want my life to look different too. And so finding those strategic relationships is so important, even if it's not a set up systematic thing that, that we're doing, um, in that way. So I guess I want to ask you guys, um, as you have now told us a little bit about your experience with discipleship of being discipled and discipling others, why do you think it's important that we seek out to be discipled or to go and disciple? Like, what would you tell to women that would have that question for you? 
I I mean, I think it's important to seek it out um, because, first of all, it's biblical. I mean, yeah. you know, Paul tells us in Timothy that we need to be pouring into the next, you know, the yeah. younger generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that we save one another so much heartache kind of by um, pouring into one another yeah, um, and just walking in the truth. And so even now, like discipleship for me looks like covering those basics, making sure that we have a, a good foundation in our faith or we're talking about the important disciplines, but we're also having a place to check in. How is my heart? What yeah. are my thoughts? What are the lies? Because, mm-hmm. you know, how am I interacting with the world mm-hmm. and how am I getting pointed back um, to the truth? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know if that answers your question. I think it but, does for sure. And having that safe place to ask yeah. those questions and be free to struggle openly with a couple other trusted people. So important. What would you say, Jennifer? I think it's really important from a a standpoint of humility to always remember that we have never arrived. Mm. We always have room for growth and that the Holy Spirit can always sharpen us and always improve us. So when we're at a younger phase where we're seeking, I remember being at the, you know, at the earlier stages of, of just really digging into harder questions. Yeah. Um, one of my harder questions that I, I had to go into, I, like I understood that I was forgiven, but one of my hangups that I got caught up on was why should I offer forgiveness to somebody else that is mm. not remorseful, not repentant, yeah. not, how do I come to a place of peace with that? And, and I think that sometimes in the Christian community, words are thrown around without necessarily exploring the gravity mm, or the mm-hmm. depth of, of the challenge that's being presented with that word. So yeah. if you don't have somebody coming alongside you and, and praying together to, to have the, you know, the Lord reveal what that all means to you and in your situation, in your particular circumstance, you know, if you just go sit in front of the Bible without somebody walking that out with you and we read those words sometimes just, just doesn't land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard and it's yeah. really confusing and complex. If you don't have somebody coming along, you it's alongside saying, go ahead and try this version and maybe the Lord will reveal something yeah. that way. So in that regard, discipleship is just, again, I, if we just, Stay humble and, and always remember that we have opportunity to grow and to learn and that the Lord can always show us more um, than it's so enriching. And then when you do get some life experience, I mean, I'm now, so I think I started, I actually started in youth ministry also, uh, mentoring and working with middle school kids. And then, um, and then I had a a season where I was really seeking a lot of support and discipleship, probably a good five years. And now kind of God's calling me into some of those relationships where it's turning around and he's going to start using me to pour into other women. And I'm excited about it because even, even now that I'm being called to pour into other women, I know I've never arrived. And I also know that my relationship with these other women make me stronger. I learn things from them. We will all teach each other. You are never like, just because I have some more life experience doesn't mean I can't learn more together walking through their experiences. And it also keeps me 
compassionate for others. I think that it's really easy to be tempted to give into pride Mm -hmm. and to say, well, in this situation, gosh, I think I would do that. And in that situation, well, you know, you, you think you know things, but then when you walk alongside with somebody that's really wrestling with it you're going I don't maybe I'm not so sure how I would you know walk through that and if I were in her shoes oh my gosh that's actually really horrifying now that I think about it or whatever so those are kind of my thoughts about that one yeah there's so many good things I think in what you're saying about you know trying to get all the things. There were so many things that you said that were so good. Um, but thinking about, you know, it's in that uh, relationship of discipleship, no, no one has ever fully arrived. And so that idea of we are continuously learning. I have a leader that I love to quote her. She says, um, I'm not the professor here. I'm just the tour guide. And so all three of you in that group are learning together. If Just because you're the leader, quote unquote, doesn't mean that you have all the answers. And I think that can make a lot of us scared to go on and pass on any knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, the girls that I am discipling now or meeting with on Mondays, um, they are, gosh, I don't know, are they 30 years younger? Doesn't matter. I mean, it is me entering in the truth with the Holy Spirit and yeah. these two other people. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, the whole platform is a way for me to stay accountable and connected. Yeah. Um, And then it is learning just even in talking through, um, through concepts and ideas and stuff. So we're focusing on the, um, the new covenant right now and it's just beautiful Mm -hmm. to, to revisit what it all means and to watch them really think through the, the beauty of the new covenant and stuff. So, Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, it's such a, a sweet thing when you have people who think differently than you, you know, even if you have yeah. the same belief system, there's still all of us think differently. And so for those of us that are leading those groups, you know, it's those other brains in the room help you look at scripture, maybe in a different light or understand a concept in a different way. And like you said, Jennifer, when people are wrestling with something like really wrestling, it makes you start to look at it and say, maybe I don't just say this is very black and white. This is what it is. Um, but it helps you start to think, okay, let me think about scripture a little deeper take it a little deeper Mm -hmm. into my heart and do I believe this like or can I just recite it Mm -hmm. Um, and so taking those truths and rooting them in us I think those discipleship relationships do that and I love too for both of you saying that you started in youth ministry so that idea of you know sometimes we start in a younger age it makes sense to just start there so for some of us maybe who have been discipled but we're afraid to disciple anybody that's peer level or younger or just a little bit younger it's starting in youth ministry students young adults, college students, mm-hmm. um, wherever it is that you can feel comfortable starting out, like you've got something to give them, but it's that experience, what you're passing on. And I think, Laurie, it was you that said earlier um, the uh, importance of having somebody that just knows those things, that, that has experienced some things in life that you can have come alongside you and say, this was my experience, and maybe you can learn from my mistakes mm-hmm. and not walk in the same way right. as I did, which, Laurie, I know you pass on in those discipleship groups. Your passion is there because you walked it alone. So mm-hmm. now you don't want those women to walk it alone. So Absolutely. taking that passion into the next generation or people who are just a little bit younger than you right. and your faith. It's yep. important. Yeah. I mean, essentially it's just, I've, I know a little bit. I'm going to tell you what I know. Yeah. And I'm going to encourage you to tell somebody else that you know what, you know, a little bit. 
So yeah, just to keep that whole discipleship concept, that mm-hmm. that mentoring concept going. I think yeah. it's also important to have a, a give yourself permission to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and find people that are safe to ask questions with, but. Um, I think that's another reason why it might be a good place to start talking with youth because they just, a lot of them, especially if you start young enough, they don't have a filter. They'll just right. ask whatever. They'll <laughs> shoot from the hip. And But it also, if you're a leader, it gives you a permission to go, I don't know the answer yeah. to all these things. And there's so much that's so mysterious about yeah. being a Christ follower. And there mm-hmm. are so many questions that you'll come to a place where you're going, God, you're going to have to give me the answer to this someday in heaven. Yeah. Cause you know, or, or unless you're going to reveal it to me here, Every, every person will get to that place in their faith. And that's why it's called faith. At some, yeah. at some point you have to go, I'm still taking steps in faith because the Lord has shown me that he's faithful. Mm-hmm. So I think that as a leader, you know, if you, if you end up getting called into that position, don't be afraid to say, you know, I don't know the answer. Let's pray over this mm-hmm. together and let's go dig into scripture and see what we can find. Or let's go see if we can find another person that night, yes. you know. Again, just staying humble and going, it's okay for me not to know all the answers mm-hmm. is completely okay. And it's actually, in my opinion, one of the only ways you'll really grow. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think you touched on that earlier, that posture of humility when mm-hmm. we come into these groups. And I think when you're in a relationship with God, there on this side of heaven, we will never know everything. So mm-hmm. like you even said earlier, we'll never be done growing and progressing in our faith. And so to have the humility to say, I don't know, right. but I'm willing to research it with you. Let's find out together. Or maybe we yeah. won't find out, but we'll get somewhere in our relationship with God. Because I think something I've encountered is we can come into this relationship with God with a little bit of apathy sometimes or yes. a complacency saying, I'll just never know. So I'm not going to search it out. But to have that humility to ask those questions and have a safe space where you're not ridiculed for asking the questions either. I'm sure that all of us have had a situation where we felt humiliated or stupid for asking something that maybe everybody else in the room knew. But Mm -hmm. the idea with discipleship is it's okay if you don't know it, like we're going to find out together or help you learn if we already know and Mm -hmm. give you that answer in a spirit of humility. We can also go down rabbit holes that I think are not useful for us to stay mm-hmm. stuck in. Yeah. And it's another reason why accountability, you actually hit mm-hmm. on that also, mm-hmm. accountability is helpful because sometimes we can get stuck on things that make you miss the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, so sometimes God uses other people in your life to bring you out of that and to go, you know, you're really focused on this one question, but... Mm. Maybe you need to take three steps back and look at the big picture. And perhaps, you know, you, your, your call right now is just to be obedient in X, Y, and Z. And let's just simplify it there. Yeah. And maybe God will reveal something to you there. So not only can he reveal things, but he can simplify things and, and help pull you out of things, I think, if you're too hyper-focused on one thing also. Absolutely. And we need those people that are Holy Spirit loaded in our lives that can say, maybe this isn't the right path for you, or maybe what you're focused on is not what God is asking you to focus on. And I think those can be some of the most challenging times is when we are so focused on something, whether it's something that we want or something we feel like we need an answer to. We're like, okay, if I don't get this answer, like I can't move on. And we do, we sit and get fixated, but those people who are in accountability with us. That's such a big thing for discipleship is that it, when we share our lives with other people, they can hold us accountable, but it takes the courage of letting them in and mm-hmm. seeing 
this is my dirty closet mm-hmm. with all the things that I have, either the lies I've believed or the things that I'm struggling with. And in that discipleship relationship, I think what can hold us back from engaging in that or being able to be held accountable is that we're afraid of condemnation that may come. Mm. I know that there's been moments where I'm sure all of us have experienced that uh, somebody just pushed that what's stuck in our heart a little bit deeper, like a knife a little bit deeper instead of helping us pull it out to see Mm. what the truth is. But there's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. And so discipleship allows us to walk in that freedom when we are held accountable. Right. I think, you know, just talking about the concept of humility, um, similarly, I I don't want anyone to think that I always have my life all together or, or even very often Mm -hmm. have my life all together. (laughs) But, um, but I I think, um, I'm honest about the struggles that I've had in the past Mm -hmm. and, um, my ups and downs and even the ups and downs I have, you know, today. Yeah. But I think that the important thing is I don't have it all figured out and I don't have all the answers. Um, but I'm going to keep walking with Jesus yeah. through it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to encourage the women in my group or the women in my life to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like keep walking with him until he makes it clear. Yeah. And another thing that has come, I've been a redundant theme in my experience walking this way is that it breaks my heart because the Lord has freed me from so much. It's almost as if he's pointed out to me that Satan does really great work when you're isolated. Oh, yeah. Gosh, he does. And yeah. he does great work when he keeps things in the dark. So if he can keep those two things going in your life, then man, he's sitting pretty. So, yeah. you know, it's, and also I had this beautiful visual one time about shadows on a wall that things in the dark look much bigger mm-hmm. um, behind you if they are in the dark and there's just a little bit of light and there's a big giant shadow. But the one thing I love about a relationship and discipleship and with Jesus Christ is that he is he will turn and take your hand and he'll yeah. turn a flashlight on that scary thing that you don't want to face mm-hmm. and it becomes so much smaller right. and yeah. so much more manageable when you're walking alongside somebody else that goes I know this has been really scary even if it's traumatic mm-hmm. even if it's something that you thought you would never ever overcome yeah. But if you turn and face it with the power of Jesus Christ behind you and with fellow believers who are strong in their faith and are on solid rock foundation, um, it just becomes so much smaller and, and manageable. And God can help you overcome it in a way you never thought yeah. it was possible. But you have to be willing to turn and face it, though. Mm-hmm. It takes a step in faith. It, takes, it requires you to make a, a move first yeah. because if you choose to stay in the dark, if you choose to stay isolated, you're probably never going to change. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good word. And it is it is scary in the dark. And uh, that isolation, I've seen Satan do some dirty work in my life mm-hmm. being isolated. But being able to turn and face that thing with somebody else. Because so, someone else looking at our situation can help us keep perspective and turn from staring and fixating on that big shadow on the wall and say, actually, look at God who is holding your hand and has the flashlight Mm -hmm. to say, look, instead of how big your problem is, look how much power God has and that he's with you. And so when we turn that fixation because somebody is holding us accountable and we've let them in on our shadow self and seen the shadow themselves, but they're going to help us turn and see God instead. Mm -hmm. 
important. And I think it's also really interesting that every time I've entered into a discipling relationship also is the way that God just happens to pair you up with the exact person that mm. has walked through something so similar oftentimes, especially, again, if you have a humble heart and are ready to be open and are praying that God puts the right person in your life, sometimes you're paired up with people that might rub you the wrong way at the beginning because their personality is different or because they might come off as a little harsh or opinionated. But sometimes, you know, they're actually, well, not almost every time where I sat and waited it out and just listened and go, and it just humbly said, okay, God, you put this person in front of me. I'm in this room with this person for a reason, you know, wait it out and see, because sometimes God uses people to rub up against you mm. in a way that makes you uncomfortable because that's what you need to have growth in your life. Yeah. So they'll ask you to take steps or they'll ask you to think about something or they'll ask you to do something that you mm, makes you bulk yeah. and you, you don't want to do it. It feels like your back's against the wall, but so, and it's okay for you to say, you know, I'm not ready to talk about that right now, but yeah. let me, let me think about it and let me pray on it. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to have that exchange. But again, if you have a humble heart, the Lord can use those people that, that rub you wrong a little bit also yeah. to bring growth in your own life in a really interesting way. So discipleship is really interesting. The different sorts of women that have been in, put in my life or vice versa. Um, and again, that you can learn from each other. And if you're humble and say, God, you know, help me figure out what I'm supposed to learn from this relationship yeah. and or, or what I'm supposed to give to it. Mm -hmm. Just help me walk through it. And he's so faithful. He always will. Yeah, that's such a good word. And I think that when we are in that relationship where all the relationships come easy and we all have a similar point of view, like we put ourselves in an echo chamber where we don't grow as much as if we were with somebody that gave us a little bit of rub to make us challenge our beliefs or challenge some of what, what may not be a core belief, but something that we have held as truth that may not be truth and maybe just helping us look at things in a different perspective. So important for sure. So ladies, I would love to hear from you if you were talking to somebody that was hesitant to get into discipleship. I think already what we've talked about, I hope has encouraged everyone to take a step towards it if they aren't already walking it. But what would you tell somebody if they were just talking to you, having coffee with you, and were hesitant to take a step toward discipleship? Like, what would you say to them? You don't have much to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it's a cup of coffee. And, and if it doesn't work out, then you don't have to do it again. Yeah. Or or whatever, but it could be you could be missing out on one of the most mm. beautiful steps of growth in your life if mm -hmm. you but if you don't set that appointment up, you'll never know what's behind that door. So give in to the curiosity. It's not gonna kill you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope that you do it because it's so rewarding. It's so enriching. And God loves us and He gave us fellowship for a reason. Yeah. It's it's so encouraging and uplifting to be part of it and don't sell yourself short. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that brought me into it or one of the lies I was told, I was telling myself in my teens and my early 20s is that I needed to be self-sufficient and that I didn't mm -hmm. need other people. Um, I didn't want, especially I didn't want to be a, become a burden on anybody else yeah. with my needs. You know, it was okay for me to pour love into other people, but I didn't want to need it in return because... Mm. I think it was ultimately my pride. I think that that was where that was coming from. And it was protective. I didn't want to open my heart up in that regard. And I'm so glad that I did. 
my life would be so much more alone and sad, I think, if I hadn't Mm -hmm. had taken those steps in faith and started opening up my mouth and just stick. And it starts with sticking out your hand and shaking Mm -hmm. hands or uh, bumping elbows, whatever we're doing right now, (laughs) saying, hi, I'm Jennifer. And I've I've heard your story and I I really think it's interesting. And I, like you were saying, I'd like to know more about why you're wired the way you are. Yeah. Tell me more about yourself. Yeah. Well, that's really good. Mm -hmm. Laurie, what would you say? So when I think about reasons that I might have been hesitant or that people might be hesitant, I think that maybe it's the time commitment. Mm. Um, Because, you know, we do have a wonderful book that we go through here at Faith Bridge. And I, quite honestly, I mean, I've been doing discipleship for a long time. I love this book. Yeah. Um, The Discipleship Essentials book. Because it covers so much of the things I had questions for for so long. So anyways, getting back to the time, if it's a time commitment, I just look at my own life and think about how much time I might have saved and how much heartbreak I might have mm-hmm. saved yeah. if I had known some of these answers to these questions. Yeah. Like, who is God really? Yeah. And how does he see me? And what is how does he relate to me? Yeah. I mean, that alone is huge. And then going into the other things, like how, why he gives us the Holy Spirit and, and yeah. what the Holy Spirit's role is and, mm-hmm. and um, serving, just all those things. Like what's the purpose? What's the reason? If I had known some of those things earlier in my Christian walk, would my life have looked differently? Would have I, I have made some of the same mistakes? I don't think I would have. And so while there might be a time commitment, think about all the time you're saving yourself yeah. and all of the heartbreak you're saving yourself by by getting into relationship with someone in a um, discipleship or mentoring way. Yeah. And then I think one of the things that we've talked about today is just the vulnerability of it, like the yeah. fear of actually being known. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, that might be intimidating, but going alone in some of those situations is so much harder. And isolating ourselves, we think we're protecting ourselves and we're putting on a good face, and but we are not meant to do that. From the very beginning, God created us and wired us to need that community. Jesus talks about it. Yeah. We are not meant to do I just don't think that this Christian thing can, can be done alone. Yeah. And like you said, Jennifer, showing up on Sunday morning and going to church, that's great. But there is so much more. That's that's you getting some information and maybe getting some something good to chew on for the week. But that isn't you being known and that that's the part that we're we're missing if we say, I don't think I'm going to do discipleship. Yeah. So, yeah. And I have another thought on that too. Um, I started seeking out mentoring and discipleship relationships. And I, in my experience, I think maybe it seems abnormally young. Mm-hmm. I was told that very frequently by the women that did pour into me and did mentor me. So I just want to encourage any women at any stage, whether you are in your 70s, 80s, or whether you're in your teens, it's never too early or too late to start those relationships. And I can't tell you how many women 
in their 50s, 60s, 70s that poured into me said, gosh, I wish I had started as early as you did with Mm -hmm. these relationships. And on the reverse side, I want to tell all those women who are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s who think that they might not have anything to Mm. offer. That's a lie. Yeah. And we need your life experience. And I think the American culture just doesn't do a very good job of bridging the gap and encouraging generations to overlap and pour into each other that way. And I think it's so sad. (laughs) We kind of isolate to our own, you know, generation Z or millennials or whatever, because that's who we're comfortable with. And it's again, selling yourself short. Mm -hmm. So, um, if, if you find a younger woman that, that is walking through something that, you know, something about, go encourage them. Yeah. And go, and you can initiate the relationship mm-hmm. and say, you know, I'd love to take you out for coffee and I'd love to hear about what you're yeah. going through. Uh, because a lot of times when you're going through that, that hard stuff, you're in the forest and you don't know how to ask for help. Yeah. Um, so it can, it can be initiated from either side. You're never, and you've never arrived. Yeah. You can always benefit from mm-hmm. reaching out. My goodness. I think too, like if someone is thinking about, I know I'm supposed to be discipling people, but I'm too scared for that. And what do I have to offer? Well, I'm just going to plug. Like FaithBridge makes it super easy yes, yeah. in the um, materials and the training that you know that's offered. Yeah, and and it doesn't require you to be perfect, right? To yeah. be, like we've already talked, yeah. we've already said. Yeah, the it's book okay. makes it easy. Let everybody mm-hmm. know you're messy, and yeah. you're just following Jesus through that's the mess. Right. Absolutely. Man, well, you guys have made my job very easy today. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing and, and just encouraging anybody listening. Um, if you do want to take that step towards discipleship, um, you can do that in many different ways. And I think both these ladies hinted at that. You can, If you identify somebody in your life that you admire their faith and look up to them, ask them to coffee. Ask them if they have time to maybe just sit with you. I know that my experience with discipleship was a lot of times just asking the women that were a few years ahead of me, hey, can I come help wash your dishes after dinner tonight and just stand at your kitchen sink and talk to you. And that's where God did so much work for me in my younger 20s with women who were intentional and shared their time and their family with me. And so it can look a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to look like we're going to meet this time this Mm -hmm. week and go through this book, though that is also super beneficial. And that's part of what we do here at Faith Bridge with micro groups is a group of three to four women or men, if you're a man, um, and you meet around uh, a curriculum like Laurie shared. uh, We have discipleship essentials is one of them that that women can go through men and women. So if you're interested in discipleship at all, I would just encourage you to take that step to pursue somebody in your life, um, whether that's asking them to coffee or if you're interested in discipleship and being a part of a microgroup at FaithBridge, my email address will be in our show notes. Um, so I encourage you to take that courageous step uh, to get involved with discipleship. Now, before we go, one thing that we do on every podcast episode is we ask our guests a fun question. So I'm going to ask you guys before we go. So what is something that has brought you joy this week? Okay. So um, I already ta- I told y'all earlier about Lily. And so just she, I can't see her and not light up with joy in yeah. just the way that she loves so freely and mm. she's just so cute. Oh, she's so sweet. Lily is uh, Laurie's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we made that clear, but yeah, so cute. Uh, my daughter, Eliana, also is, is just a constant source of it. This week in particular 
it was as if she discovered that I can make mommy belly laugh and then it made her <laughs> belly laugh and then we were just exchanging Aww. belly laughs and it was so fun to watch her realize I like making other people smile Aww. that's really fun for me and that's awesome and it's and it's such a beautiful answered prayer I prayed for her to be a joy giver oh, and yeah. and so oh, she so does sweet. it to people all the time and oh yeah she's just a constant source of ooh. Joy for me. I love that. Well, ladies, thank you again so much for just sharing some of your experience today. And ladies who are listening, I hope that was encouraging for you. And I hope that you'll tune in for our last episode next week, which will drop on Tuesday. And again, if you're interested in discipleship, my email is in our show notes and anything that we've talked about will be in there as well. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. We hope you found it helpful and encouraging. At FaithBridge, we're all about real people, real life, as we pursue our mission of making more and stronger disciples of Jesus Christ. Check out our other podcasts, including our weekly sermons at faithbridge.org slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.